0: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast previewing the 2022 the amex the american express down in wonderful la quinta california it's going to be a uh, fun pro-am three days before the cut event that we love so much with so many golf courses to talk about so to help me break it down as always my co-host on twitter at dfs golf jesse how we doing man
1: doing well man this is uh the worst tournament of the year i think yeah, this is worse some pebble. Like, I like at least Pebble. You get the views. You get, at least like, Pebble, two... you're on here at fucking Pebble Beach.
0: Yeah, Pebble. And you get at least the goofy celebrities that kind of, even right. you know, if it's boring, it's kind of entertaining. Right. <laughs> Where here, it's all like stock traders and guys that own, you know, Fortune 500 companies. Right. And and um, Carlton from the Fresh Prince.
1: z That's good.
0: He's usually, well, I think he's like the main attraction there, which tells you everything <laughs> you, you need to know. He's also at Pebble Beach. He's the main attraction for the senior tour that comes through with amateurs. So <laughs> uh, it kind of tells you everything you know about Carlton and the world he's doing these days. But yeah, it's like it's fun because we'll play because we like to play these things. That's just the way it works. But it's tilting because it's and we'll get into it more. But it's three courses, you only have shot tracker for one. It, it's it's a whole whole deal. But um, real quick before we get into to all that fun stuff and things, Sony Open in the books. Hideki Matsuyama, I can still see that shot on the playoff hole like clearly in my head. It might be one of the more purely amazing trying to keep this not safe for work shots on the, play, on the planet. It's
1: just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, dude. Was, uh, uh, for some reason, I mean, the Sony always has some kind of good drama. And you know one year that uh, that all the cameramen quit and they hire a bunch of locals to do the cameras and then there's no way on tight, and there's an absolute clusterfuck where they had the um the the bomb, uh, the potential, the yeah, a potential like North Korean missile. Mm-hmm. Um, but every year the golf is good. It's I don't know if it's the golf course, if it's the the location, whatever the case is, but it always seems like we always have at least you know one or two coming down the stretch that definitely have a chance. That this year did not uh, disappoint in that department. But yeah, that that shot that you know, obviously, first of all. He's up five, nine to play. You got to close that out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was... But you, You're you're breaking up quite 20, a bit, Jesse. You're breaking I'm, up quite a bit. Breaking up? Yeah, you're breaking up quite a bit.
1: Hmm.
0: Like your thing's frozen on me and stuff.
1: I, I got full connection on you. Okay, now you're good. I'm good now? Yeah. I don't know what um, that was, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh you know obviously with with Russell Henley having a five shot lead with nine holes to play you got to close that out but Hideki i think shot 29 on the back no 31 on the back shot 63 63 on the weekend to win and birdie the last hole and and Henley just man i don't know i feel like Henley just gave it away more than Hideki won it yeah it was it was pretty wild cuz Hideki the Saturday run put him into
0: it, as we know, got him in that final pairing. And then the way he performed on Sunday just kept the foot on the gas. And it felt like there was a moment, there, like you said, when uh, Henley went up five on the front or it looked like he was going to kind of run away with it. And then all of a sudden that it was, I think it was it was the par three 11th where uh, Hideki, it's a just, he goes for it, goes pen seeking. The pin was on the left side. If you miss too far left, you're in the bunker, you're in trouble, like short side of the green. He throws a seed in there, almost hits the fringe, just right of the fringe. So it's on the green, and he's he's like pin high. And then Henley comes up and goes right in that bunker where you didn't want to be. He bogeys, Hideki birdies, and it just went unraveling from there. Yeah. So um, it was fun. It was fun to watch. You know, you had the drama of the Steelers game coming up. You had, I, I think, PGA Tour even communications even tweeted out at one point um yeah i know it's halftime of the steelers chiefs game and you guys would rather watch that but we have a playoff starting up on the golf channel if you guys yeah. want to turn on so.
1: yeah. Yeah. it was great it was perfect but, timing i don't know how yes. they timed it out like that but the sports gods
0: did us a favor as far as that goes most definitely so yeah you couldn't ask for much more uh, henley was a chalky guy he was rolling for people it worked out pretty well there hideki was awesome uh kiz got a, a nice finish uh, we got seamus power with a nice finish for the week There's a lot going on there at the same time. Like Sungjae missed the cut. Cam Smith missed the cut. It was just a kind of rollercoaster. Yeah, so some of those chalky. I steals Dom my boy Rye. He was looking great. And then he missed the cut. Um, That cut line finished like at five. And that took a lot of people out of the mix right there. But um, overall, I think a pretty fun tournament. I know some people in the Discord had some nice 6 of 6s for the weekend. So that was good to see. But any final thoughts on the Sony as it, um, it was a fun tournament. It was a wild tournament and we head West after this. Because yeah. East, we had
1: East. Let's move on.
0: Yeah. We head East to PGA West, which is fun, uh, to, on um, the California swing begins. we we'll get a little Phoenix involved in the middle of this as well, but uh, we're on the West coast swing as they say. And like I guess I kind of hinted at earlier. It's the Amex, the American express, the career builder, the, Havana or Havana, whatever it's called, the Bob Hope, you name it, they've had a ton of names for this event. But it's a pro am. It's three golf courses, so each golfer gets to play all three courses. So a fifty-four hole cut. So it's almost like a no cut event, the way I look at things. Um, why don't you give us some past event history? As we do have a lot of event history, just a different name most of the time.
1: Yeah. So it's it's been the American Express since twenty twenty for that. Like you said, Desert Classic for that Career Builder, manna, Bob Hope. Um, but it's been played at the same place since 2018. Um, I think, yeah, because before that it was at the PGA West Palmer course. Anyways, long story short, because the, the problem with, obviously we'll get into it in just a second, but last year Siwoo Kim, 23 under one shot over Patrick Cantlay. 20 was uh, Andrew Landry, 26 under two shots over Anster. 2019 was Adam Long. With an incredible shot on eighteen to uh, shoot twenty six under win by one shot over Hadwin and Phil Mickelson, and twenty eighteen was John Rahm twenty two under playoff over Landry, uh, seventeen was Swafford twenty under one shot over Hadwin, and twenty sixteen which is really all that matters again because they've played it here since twenty sixteen Duffner twenty five under playoff over Lingmerth, so it's always been close at least coming down the stretch. Um, we've had some good, uh, 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 quality golf coming down the stretch and and. I guess what you would say is, I don't know how to explain it, but anyways, that's all I got. Yeah, a
0: lackluster field, as some would say. But um, it's fun. You get, you get some of these great courses people will see on the on the stadium course where you, they play that one Sunday. So if you make it to the weekend, you get to play it twice. There's, I forget which hole it is, but the long, long, long hill if you miss the green to chip it up is one of the craziest shots you'll ever see. I think it's like 90 feet up or something like that. It's one of the, the more difficult uh, shots up for sure. Um, but you get three golf courses. You get the, the stadium course. Like I mentioned, you get that one, at least one round plus the weekend. You have the Nicholas uh, champion's course and you have the La Quinta country club, the La Quinta and Nicholas, are the two easiest courses to score on in recent years and the, uh, the stadium course is like top six so a lot of scoring can be had here as you met as if you notice through jesse's um past winners here they're all par 72s they're all less than seven thousand yards the most is like seventy one eighty on the nicholas course and um the one big thing you'll hear a lot is the stadium course a pete dye design we know that can be a, a trendy thing on tour you got bermuda greens on all these courses and all, which is really rare for california but um, it's not quite your East Coast Bermuda. It's a little different, but you don't see a ton of it out here. It'll still help Bermuda putters more than others per se. Uh, four par threes, 10 par fours, four par fives on each hole. Most of the par fours actually vary quite a bit because they're different courses, but a lot of the similar shots you'll see is between 150 to 175 coming in. that will be a common trend you'll see there. You'll also um, notice the rough is not very penal here, so driving accuracy is not as important. Obviously, you still want to be... In the fairway, if you can, to help spin and whatnot onto the green. Uh, the stadium, course, does have water on seven holes. So that's the biggest thing because it is to replicate. Die built this to replicate his course, the TBC Sawgrass and floor that he made. So there's a lot of water involved on this golf course. But in the reality of it, if you avoid the water, you're going to score just it's going to happen. There's like no wind. They set these uh, courses up very friendly because they want the amateurs to actually finish the round. So <laughs> it's like um, they, they Inside showed of stuff. seven hours. Exactly. They showed stuff that because they used to have like Q school and stuff at the stadium course. And if you go on golf digest, it's one of the hardest courses in America, except they make it easy because you want these amateurs to get through it. Like if they set it up for the, the qualifier, the Q school, these guys would be shooting like probably four or five under and like, it'd be like almost us open type stuff but it's a little different. So, you know, just approach game, tee to green game. Um, you just run hot with the putter game. Like <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the, the biggest things, like I say, you don't need a driver here. You can use less than driver because they're shorter courses. You want to take advantage of the par fives are they're, they're gettable. they are very gettable. And two, it's like at worst, you should be birdie in these holes. But, um, it's like I, I don't you don't have a lot of crazy stats that you'd expect from other golf courses because you're playing three different golf courses. Yeah. So it makes it tricky. Uh, what are you looking at this week?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's very um, resort style courses. I mean, they're, and like you said, they set them up easy so that amateurs can get around uh, relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, obviously T uh, to green approach, like you said, I mean, the problem with the course history here is especially if you like, you look at the strokes gained da- stats is we've on the past only had uh, one golf course out of the three with shot tracker. Therefore you're only getting really one, um, you know, you're only getting one course that, that actually has the strokes scan data. So it's not so much course history, maybe, you know, history of finishes, you know, the mental grind of like we talk about all the time at pebble, you know, just being able to grind with long, long you know, rounds of golf. Yeah. With other, you know, playing with amateurs. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's birdie or better, you know, these guys are, you, know, you got to get to 20 under at least to win. So you got to put up a lot of uh, birdies. Yeah. And they showed uh, looking at fantasy national, the kind of normal cut line. Cause it's three
0: days is like minus nine, minus 10. So yeah, you got to be going like roughly four under probably every day just to feel comfortable. <laughs> Which right. but, and, and it's one of those things if you're playing showdown, most of the time, not always, but um uh, play La Quinta. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Maybe follow it up with some Jack Nicholas. I'd avoid the stadium if you can. At the same time, you could play stadium guys and get low ownership and fly. Well,
1: that's that's what I was gonna say. You yeah. get lower ownership of those guys at the stadium because everybody's gonna say the same thing that you just yep. said, and everybody thinks that way. Yep. And is stadium more difficult? Yes, but relatively is it that much more difficult the way it's set up? You know, yep. I mean, if you got a good golfer on the on stadium, like, if you have
0: John Rahm on the stadium, right. take advantage of it, right? Uh, but or like, I got I'll, when we get to fans here, I'll talk about guys that are really good on Pete Dye courses. Well, that's the only Pete Dye course here, so maybe go for that kind of situation right. and, and take advantage of it. So I hundred percent agree with you there. And it reminds me of like RSM, which wasn't that long ago. It feels like an eternity ago. It was like five tournaments ago. It was always like the um, you know the plantation course was hard, and then the inland course wasn't. Well, it kind of flipped this right. last year. So if you took the gamble, you put you got you got the advantage. So something to think about if you're doing showdown and these these events that are on multiple golf courses are kind of fun for showdown because you can find edges like that compared to other weeks. But it is something to think about. Um, speaking of fanshare, sports.com. use promo code always press for twenty percent off the package of your choice. Just to, it, this is a good week for certain filters because you have different. Uh, setups so since the all three courses are par 72s below 7200 yards over the last six events at courses like this dk scoring patrick canley adam svensson siwoo kim brian Harmon, um john rom abraham answer Corey connor so some names you'd expect to be sitting up there but svensson's only in two of the last six events but he's played well when he's done so last six events on pete die designs abraham answer Here's one that will get you some low ownership on Stadium Day, folks. Hank Lebiota is second in DK scoring the last six events at Pete Dye Courses. Another one, Michael Thompson, who's going to be chalky this week because he's played great in this tournament, but he plays well on Pete Dye. Siwoo Kim, Brian Stewart, and Patrick Cantlay. So that's a good field. Like Nick Hardy's right there. like He's eighth on this list. Chan Kim has only played one uh, round here. But you got some guys that uh, really do light up the Pete Dye. Could be your edges and your showdowns. And then um, last six events on Bermuda Greens, Johnny Rom, Siwoo Kim, Patrick Reed, Seamus Power, Abraham Anser, and Denny McCarthy. Check the boxes there. So a couple names that might stand out to you if you're looking at it. Like uh, Jesse mentioned, there's a lot of event history. A lot of recent form can come into play. Um, I, I will say when I built my model, I left out um, like par 72 courses under 7,200 uh, 7, bucks. I know a lot of people were doing that. But personally, for me, Jesse, when I did it, I had Streelman, Moore, and all these guys at the top, where I just couldn't stomach it at all. (laughs) So, like, when I took those out and just looked at basically recent form of, like, stats, it felt a lot more normal, per se. So, we'll see if I'm right or wrong on that scenario. All right. DraftKings picks. Let's do it. Ten K and above. We got four golfers this week. Johnny Rom at eleven three. Patrick Cantlay ten nine. Scotty Scheffler ten six. 10 ten two. Jesse, who do you like?
1: I mean, it's like for me, it's John Rom, and then everybody else. It's not even close, especially in uh, <clears throat> my model. Um, obviously, has won here in the past. You know, the the guy's coming off a second place finish the tournament of champions. We know how good John Rom is. Cantley's the guy who, like, he might be more popular, though, which is weird to me. Um, because, you know, the last time out when we were at tournament champions and obviously only 30 guys, I expected John Ron to be a lot more expensive than what he was. So are people not going to play John Ron because he's expensive and they can't fit him in? I don't know. Obviously, uh, Cantley's been playing very well as well, you know, fourth, fourth, first in his last three. Uh, event so it's not like he's any kind of slouch but you know i'm I'm gonna go with those two guys and i don't really have any interest in playing the other two myself you can make arguments for any of them like we say all the time rom and
0: cantley i i, I do over the last 24 rounds like i like to do like recent recent form uh, some guys go deeper with their models but rom and cantley are one and two in my model so yeah. it, it's like they're and it's it's pretty clear like rom I uh, first in sh- sh- short strokes gain total first in T to green first in ball striking first off the tee fifth in approach 11th around the green seventh in putting first in DK points. Like it's pretty ridiculous what John Rahm is doing at this event. Uh, so it's, it's hard to, uh, to look the other way on that one. And let me actually update my model because uh, it refreshed on me for a second here, but I like both of those two very, very much. There, there's no sugarcoating that, but after those two, like, if you want to go Sheffler, you can. I'm probably going to pass. I do like Tony Finau a bit. Like, if you're looking at uh, current form and whatnot, uh, he might kind of get overlooked in this event. But uh, he he is playing pretty, pretty, pretty well overall. And most importantly, he's played pretty well here. And that's one thing. If you kind of want to separate the two, because Cantley and Rom are going to be very, very popular. Like, Sheffler's sixth in my model. But is 19th, so he might get overlooked by others as well. But when you look at uh, just tournament history here, Fino a fourth last year and a T14 the year before in his previous two years. So he can be kind of one of those guys and another guy we talk about a ton that uh, when you are looking at events like this, kind of playing like a no-cut type event. He's a DK scoring machine. So um, that's another angle to look at. If you want to be a little different, it's worked in weeks past. We played like Kadeki last week. He helped out a ton, obviously. So um, I think Finau could be a nice pivot up here. Uh, 9K range. You got Sungji at 99 Gooch at 97, Seamus 95, Connors 94, Wolf 93, Abe 92, Willie Z at 91, your boy, and Russell Henley at 9,000.
1: I'm with you. Uh, I mean, power, I I don't know. Like, this is a pretty big price jump from him. This is is the highest he's ever been priced in a, like, non-opposite field event. Uh, So, yeah, well, no, it was the Bermuda. Um, Okay. I mean, which really isn't an opposite event, but I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of people there. It's almost like that. Anyways, long story short, he's obviously been playing well though. Third, fifteenth, fourth in his last three events. Um, his course history is okay. Miss cut nineteen, but you know, the thing about his course history, you know, you know, some guys you just have to kind of say, hey, you know, they weren't playing as good a golf back then. It's not like you know it's that important. But he does have in his past an eleventh and a twenty first place finish at this event, Corey Connors. We all know about him. You know, he missed the cut here the last time he was here, but he's just playing really, really good golf right now. Zala his first start, um, since the, uh, European tour event back in November. So I'll, I'll, be interested to see, you know, how he comes out and, um, you know, what he does. He's, he's never played at this event. Um, and then obviously Russell Henley too. I mean, his course history is really bad. He hasn't made a cut here since 2016, where he finished 49th. Um, but coming off the second place finish where he really should have won, like I said, last week. So I think he's okay. I would really like really lean more toward power and Zalatoris if I'm up in this range. Yeah, it's a fun range
0: because I think Sung JM at 99 is quite intriguing coming off that missed cut last week, but they finished eighth of the century. Played very well here, like 10th, 12th, 12th like overall. So he's top 12 every time he's showing up here. Uh, We know he's a birdie machine as well. Um, He's fifth off the tee in this field, fifth in a strokes game total, sixth in DK scoring over the last 24 rounds. He could be interesting, especially the ownership projections are coming in low. Um, Sadly, early on here, he's going to be a little chalky. So that's something to think about. Uh, Taylor Gooch, also another guy that's playing really, really good golf. Could be in play at 97. But I do like Seamus Power. He's 10th in my model and first and par, par five scoring fourth and uh, strokes stroke gain total in the last 24 rounds playing just great golf and like you mentioned he's played very well at this event which this is what like he's one of those guys that i um why i changed my model from par 72 or yeah 7200 yards or less because he was ranked like 89th in my model and he's not the 89th golfer in this field so yeah. i'm like i gotta i gotta tweak certain things here to make it work so um I, I do like Seamus quite a bit i love Corey Connors each and every week And then Matty Wolf at ninety three hundred bucks. I'm quite intrigued with Matt Wolf because I'm curious to see how many people roster him, knowing he's kind of been off for a while. Finished T forty and T sixty one here. hasn't played since the Houston Open. He was T eleven. He was T five at Mayakoba, but uh, took a little break. Other than that, he's he was playing really good golf to finish out the year. He's the guy that I think if he would have kept playing the way he had been playing, would be a ten k guy in this field. So ninety three hundred bucks for Matty Wolf is very very intriguing. And then last but not least, like answer is going to be very popular and Henley's going to be very popular, and I'm going to fade those two this week. To could, could It could be really risky. It's just one of my decisions because Henley's third in my model. But the course fit here, course history, scares the snot out of me. So I'm going to stay away from that, and I don't know where his headspace is after last weekend. So I will pass on that one. 8K range, we've got Tringali, Patty Reed, Bezenhut, Rose, Fowler, Norin Siwu, Ortiz, Johnny Vegas, Luke List, CH3.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, Tringali, he's made three straight cuts here, but his best finish in those three is 43rd. So it's like, oh, well, but come off a seventh-place finish at the Houston Open, and before that, he missed the cut, and before that, second. I think he's a great GPP play myself at 8,900 bucks, because um, a lot of people will, will play Patrick Reed. I mean, it's just cause it's Patrick Reed and he's $8,800. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Besenhoot as well. I think we talked about him last week. I ended up not playing him. It just, I thought he was going to be, I, I, well, I mean, he was 15% owned, which is relatively high, but I thought he was going to be chalkier than that. So I kind of tried to avoid him and I, I got burnt on it. He finished 17th last week playing pretty well at this point. And so I was going through the list earlier. Um, this guy popped up, on, especially on the course history uh, model that I run, uh, 21st and 10th in his last two starts. Um, Ricky Fowler. Yep. I was wondering if you were going to bring him up. He's played well here. And those are the last two years, so he has played. Uh, not, been, Obviously, we know he's been struggling or whatever the last two years, and he's actually had decent finishes at this event. Um, and he's made three three straight cuts on tour. He hasn't played since November. Uh, maybe that'll be good for him to you know, because I mean, in the past, you know, he would have been at the Hero, um, mm-hmm. in the shit like that. So he's taking some time off. Uh, I mean, I I think he's I think he's worth a lineup or three, depending on, obviously how many you play. But um, at eighty five hundred bucks, the we know the upside's there. I feel like he will be, you know, I feel like he's getting it back is what is what i want to say I'm, I'm i'm a i'm not a ricky fowler guy you know that yeah. anybody who listens to this podcast knows that regularly um i think it's time to start considering him at least uh vegas at 8100 uh he's made four straight cuts at this event he does have an 11th place to finish here in 2018 uh and, and he's made two straight cuts on tour um you know vegas just makes a lot of birdies and last but not least char uh charles howell um we talked about him last week he kind of fell off on Saturday. He had a really good Friday round, Mm -hmm. fell off a bit on Saturday, bounced back decently to finish 36th last week and and has played this course quite a bit is two straight missed cuts um, is a little concerning, but I'm thinking that this year is a little bit different for Chuck, especially, you know, we're on the West coast. So we know how that goes.
0: Yes, indeedy. Uh, The nine K and 10 K range will be your chalkier ranges. And it starts to get really fun to differentiate in this eight K range. And, Benson, who's one of the more popular guys, but I, I do like him quite a bit. With you, seventeenth in my model, but in that one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy-five proximity range, he's first in this field. You know, twentieth in strokes game total. He's just a good ball striker. He's not like knocking the socks off anything, but you know, nineteenth in approach, he's, he's he's doing very well there. So I like some Bez, a guy similar. I like the Ricky Fowler take. Don't disagree with it. He's fifty second in my model. But I think it's just because it's still factoring the bad that Ricky had, and he took off a lot of time because his wife just had their baby uh, the last couple of months, and he's been doing different things. He's growing up, as they say, so um, he's interesting. Justin Rose at eighty six hundred dollars has my attention. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. He's forty third in my model. He's seventeenth in four-of-five scoring. He's thirtieth in strokes gained total. Um, when you look over the last uh, few of time series, t thirty four back in two thousand nineteen, hasn't played this tournament a ton. But he's also um, T12 at the RSM, T40 at Maya But He's playing some on the Euro Tour. He's 8,600 bucks and it's Justin Rose. And I'm trying to tell myself, don't play him. Don't play it's like the Adam Scott disease, basically. Like just don't play him. <laughs> but he's 8,600 bucks. And, you know, he was kind of falling off a cliff there for a while, like Ricky Fowler was. But he also, like Ricky, seems like he's kind of getting it back a little bit. Rose is also a big time like corporate dude. So this is kind of his gig. I guarantee one of his 12 sponsors is playing with him. So I don't know if it's his watch sponsor, his car. I don't know what it is, but Rose is very intriguing to be at 8600 I It might be a trap, but like him and Ricky, those two are quite interesting. And right now, like Rose is projected for 6.5% ownership, Ricky almost 8%, both very low compared to most things. I think sprinkling one of those two uh, is definitely worse than sprinkles in your lineups because both guys could pop for sure. I prefer Rose over Fowler, but... Both very interesting. Um, I'm with you 100% on Johnny Vegas. You know, he's won here before. We know he can go low. He does, doesn't do horrible on Pete Dye designs. Um, he can tear apart La Quinta and Jack Nicholas. like destroy those courses. Massive uh, par 5 guy, not over the last few months, but overall very, very solid. So he's a guy I don't mind. And then Luke List for me was one that was very, very tough for me to wrap my head around. But T21 here last year, then three straight missed cuts here, and then a T41, He's coming in in decent form, though, T10 at the RSM, T11 at the Houston Open, and he ranks fourth in my model, uh, fourth off the tee, uh, fourth birdie or better, fourth par five scoring, seventh in strokes game total, 11th DK, 14th in opportunities gain, 151 in putting, as we know, so great at putting. But he's a ball striker, and he's striking it well right now, so Luke List at 8,000 is in my radar as well. Seven K. You're gonna have the chalky Adam Hadwin, Brian Harmon, Knox, Chapman, Kirk, Reavy, Woodland, Todd, Varner, Griot, Long, Glover, Gim, Griffin, Munoz, Thompson, Kate. That's it. Seventy-five to seventy-nine. Who you got?
1: So, uh, you know, I, I feel like every year Adam Hadwin is very chalky. Let's see how let's see how high owned he was. He's last Usually very year. popular. So last year, well, last year he came in at eight percent. Wow, at eight thousand. Um, the year before that, he was he didn't play, and the year before that, I don't know. So, wait, no, there's 2019. Yeah, there it is, 2019, six percent. I mean, I don't know, He's like low
0: owned on great history. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, I, I'm. I was. I I figured he would be a lot higher owned. I mean, he hasn't missed a cut here since. You know, he's he's never missed a cut here. And he's got he had the top sixes in every event until last year. Uh, but I, I think he's fine. I, I think Brian Harmon is kind of in the same boat. I mean, you know, Brian Harmon's finishes here eighth, twenty-first, miscut, twentieth, third, eleventh since two thousand sixteen. So he does have the one missed cut, but otherwise, I mean, really good finishes, you know, three top elevens, um, and coming in, in decent form, you know, three made cuts. I, I feel like you're you know, you could play them both, uh, Harmon and Hadwin, um, or you're just splitting hairs if you're, you know, choosing between the two. Rusty, Rusty Knox at uh, 7,800, four straight make cuts at this event, uh, come off a seventh-place finish over in Hawaii. Chris Kirk, another guy uh, who played well last week. He ended up finishing 27th, didn't have a great Saturday round, but um, does have a, a top uh, – finished 16th here last year, miscut, miscut, 21st back in 2017. So another guy there. Woodland, I mean, similar boat to what we were talking about with Rose and Fowler. It's just the the price here. He finished 16th here last year. He's coming off two straight missed cuts on tour. Before that, he did finish ninth at the CJ Cup. So I think he's interesting. And then Doug Gimm at 7,500. Um, he finished fifth year last year and uh, has made five straight cuts on tour. Um, I mean, not great finishes by any means, but you know, he's another guy at 7,500 that I would highly consider.
0: Yeah, we um, uh, we're both big fans of Russell Knox. I'm with you on him, hundred percent. Seventy-eight hundred bucks, sixth in the approach, eleventh in proximity, from one fifty to one seventy-five. Great last week, and you mentioned the four straight made cuts here with very solid finishes. So I'll go back to a guy if he, when distance doesn't matter, you just want to be a, a great approach game. Russell Knox can fit that mold quite a bit, so I like him in this scenario. One guy I don't have checked off right now, but I I, I keep staring at, because we keep talking about some of these mispriced guys. You mentioned Woodland right now. You mentioned Fowler. You mentioned Rose. Cam Champ of $7,800. Like, he pulled out of the century because he got COVID. He's back. We know he's a a ball striker when he's on. How many times has he gotten COVID? At least twice, yeah. (laughs) At least. Well, well, something. He doesn't look like the, you know, he's young. He don't care. Like He's going to go live life type thing. I feel like he's had it
1: like every other tournament.
0: Yeah, he's gotten it a few times. That's for darn sure. Um, But he's one of those like perfect GPP plays because he could win this thing and no one would be surprised at all at seventy eight hundred bucks. You can't say that about a lot of guys in this price range. He could also miss the cut and no one would be surprised either. So I think he's very intriguing in tournaments at seventy eight hundred dollars. Not sure how much I'll have because I'm not sold on that just yet. But I think um, it's another guy I've got to dig into some more. He stands out as the, the a, kind of a potential mispricing at seventy eight. Uh, the other guys I got here, Adam Long at seventy six hundred bucks, mainly because of the course history, because he's coming in 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 rather uh, rough, rough form. One might say coming off the missed cut last week, but then you know T sixteen RSM T eleven at Houston, T twenty two at Mayakoba is so actually not the worst form. But that was you know RSM big break, first tournament back, missed cut, and you know he's won he's won here before, 69th, missed cut first. Those last three events here. He's interesting at his price point at uh, 7,600 bucks. And then Michael Thompson's another guy, strictly for course history. I won't be overweight on him, but he's a, definitely a, a GPP guy at 75. He's played very, very well at this tournament. Um, T5, miscut, T9, it's, it's all or nothing is what it is with Michael Thompson. So that's perfect GPP type play. Um, T5 last week, T57, T15, his last three events on tour. So he's a guy you can try to roll the dice with if you're if you're feeling frisky.
1: I like Thompson as
0: well. 7K to 7, yeah, and Thompson's a guy that does not rate well in the mall, so it's, one of, right. like, it's strictly more of a form thing, like for me. Um, 7K to 7,400
1: bucks, who are you looking at? Um, I'm going all the way down to 7,200. I mean, Jason Day's at 7,300. It's crazy. Uh, 7,200, Hayden Buckley. Yep. Um, he's never played here, coming off a 12th place finish in Hawaii last week. Brendan Steele missed a cut in Hawaii last week, but has not missed a cut here since 2017, finished 21st year last year. Kramer Hickok, uh, a friend of the show, Lee Cheney's on was on his bag at the Sony Open. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Um, and so, I don't know. I haven't talked. I, I messaged a little bit with him last week, um, and and Cramer actually eagled eighteenth his eighteenth hole on Friday to to finish at five. And at the time, it was looking like four was probably going to be the cut, but obviously it ended up being at five there. So he made it on the number, and then you know. Snuck in the top 20. So I had a pretty good week. Finished 21st here last year, missed cut, year before that, and 40th in 2019. Just a guy that I'm definitely gonna obviously have my eye on, especially if Lee's caddying for him. Heck um, yeah. And uh, and he's you know, he's got a high upside, I believe. Um Adam Sevenson would be my last year. 7,000 bucks. God, Franny Molinari's down here too, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's an interesting tournament that I looked over these names. It's, <laughs> you, you, you skipped over Phil Mickelson at 74. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I thought about clicking on Phil, but the thing with Phil, man, if you look at his course history, he hasn't made a cut oh, here since you. he finished second to Adam yep. Long. Um, that was your Phil
0: shot like 10 under the first round.
1: <laughs> yeah. Seven sent at 7,000. Uh, 18th here in 2019, which was his only start, and he's coming off a seventh place finish at the Sony last week. Um, a couple of missed cuts before that. He's a he's a definitely a boomer bust type of guy, but at seven thousand, I would be willing to take some chances.
0: Yeah, this is a range I'm gonna be sprinkling a lot. This is one I like like Denny McCarthy at seventy four hundred bucks. Um, he's playing great golf, 11th strokes gained over the last uh few rounds, um, over the last twenty four rounds. He missed cut here last year, T forty eight, so his, Format this event is not great, but he's coming in with at least five straight made cuts, including a 10th at RSM, 11th at Houston, 15th at the Mayakoba. So he's a guy you can go with. But if you want some more like boomer bust upside, P. Raj, Patrick Rogers is $7,300. 31st in my model, 12th off the tee, um, 10th in strokes gain total, 17th in DK points in this field. His proximity is not ideal, so he's gonna have to run hot with the putter. That's where you're going to have to go uh, when you're looking at that P-Rodge here. He's, he um, miscut last year, T-64, the year before. Not the most ideal situation either. But, again, for tournament play, he does rate pretty well here. But some of the other guys, like if you just want to get some birdie-making machines, kind of corn fairy guys from last year, love the Hayden Buckley call you made. 100% with you there. Another guy, Alex Smalley. He's seventy two hundred bucks, 24th in my model, uh, 17th in the proximity stats we're looking at. Not a great par five score, but everything else checks out really, really well. And we look over his last uh, few events. He has, he's missed both. He missed cut here, missed RSM, but then 15th at the US or at the Houston Open, 12th at the Bermuda. So he's a guy that we know can go. And he, I think he missed like on the number last weekend, if I remember correctly, because he kind of fell apart towards the end on Friday. So I like those ones. Um, Tommy, Tom Hoagie, I'll go back to him. He trunk slammed Bogey the final three holes to miss the cut on Friday, and he prevented me from like four more six or six lineups. So that one stung, but I'm going back to you, boy. Going back to you because you're a birdie man. Fourth in opportunities gained, sixth in par five scoring. Uh, he's ninth in my model. So Hoagie at 71. You know, a boy we played a lot last year, t- uh, Jesse. That exactly. T- uh, which one did you say? Whaley. Yes. He started to turn things around T17 last week. Then he finished. He's made every cut. T sixty three at RSM. T fifteen at Houston. T sixty four in Mycob. T seven at Bermuda. He's seventy one hundred bucks. He's coming in swinging it very well. So Vincent Whaley is he's fifth in birdie or better. Uh, birdie or better gained in this field and fifteenth in DK scoring over the last twenty four rounds. I'm with you on Svensson as well. So definitely some guys down here that you can get some birdies with some kind of older corn fairy plays in this event. Six K range. Who are you looking at?
1: Uh, there's quite a few, and I'll tell you why here in just a minute, but, uh, Snedeker at 69, um, Swofford, obviously a guy who's won this in the past at 67. He hasn't, his course history since his win is, is not great, but Lebiota, you mentioned him earlier, right? Yeah. And he's a, he's a Pete Dye specialist. Yeah. Um, 62nd last year, 17th year before that, he's not played great. Miscut, miscut 15th in his last three starts. And before that he had like 75,000 miscuts in a row, but. I think he's worth a uh, a shot or two there. Sloan at six thousand five hundred. You can go low. Um, he'll just make five birdies in a row. Uh, Bramlett at six thousand five hundred as well. He does have two straight missed cuts at this course. Coming off a of twentieth last week. Tyler Duncan, man. So he shot sixty four the first day. He pulled the keg in him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't. I didn't think he missed the cut, but by God, he missed the cut. <laughs> He shoots six under, five over, and then doesn't even sniff the cut. Yeah. Uh, but he was in the lead for a little while. I mean, like, just completely unconscious for a minute because I remember texting some of my friends, like, Tyler Duncan is just going low. Um, 6,500 there. Uh, Peter Uline at 6,400. Uh, Miscut here in 2019, 17th and 2018. Coming off a couple of miscuts. But, uh, you know, if he can get it together, he's. I, I feel like he's got a chance. Mullinax would be another one. I would maybe potentially consider Hadley's down there at the bottom. Hage, um Yeah, it's, 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 it's as low as I'm going. I'm not going to talk about Davis Lug or <laughs> Joshua yeah.
0: Creel or don't, you better not mention one of my guys. Like I got, I got two, two guys down below. Don't right. Lolo. So don't, don't I'm offend in, me. I was no, kidding. No, I'm um, some of the guys at $6,900 Dylan Wu 39th. of my model finished uh, 20th last week. Uh, 51st, the RSM 46, the Bermuda, a guy that can go, uh, get you some birdies and bunches. Um, Chad Ramey, eighth in my model, third in ops game, 15th birdie or better fifth in par five scoring 16th and DK scoring that talks about a guy that goes pen seeking corn fairy style. So I like Ramey quite a bit on this one at 6,800. He, um, if we look at recent events here, for some reason, it scrolled up on me. Uh, he, oh, he's never played this event. That's so why it scrolled up on me. But um, him, he miscut last week, miscut the week before, miscut T-17 to Bermuda. So it's all or nothing birdie specialist, Mr. Ramey there. Uh, Davis Riley is another one 6,800 as well, 28th in my model, third in birdie or better, eighth in DK scoring. He's um, coming in with uh, sixty T-20 last weekend, missed the cut of the RSM, T-29, miscut T-7. So if he makes the cut, we go at it. Again, it's basically like a no-cut event is the way you should really think about this thing uh duff daddy he's won here before he's seventh in my model Set, 13th off the tee first in opportunities gained in this field first one of the worst par 5 scorers here but um 19th in dk scoring 13th in strokes gain total always low owned we talk about him all the time jesse um i think he's very intriguing at 6600 and then um two just long shots here he ranks 30th in my model 16th off the tee seventh in offs gain 10th in proximity Chan Kim is sixty one hundred dollars. If you want to just go for the the gusto and the birdies, he don't look at the past history, don't look at his current form. He miss, missed the cut last week, but he's a guy that literally it's his putter every time. If he can putt at all, he will make the cut for you. So Chan Kim at sixty one is very he's, uh, he's one fifty three in um in putting. And then the other guy I going to mention, he doesn't rate out as good as I think he's actually playing is Paul Barjan. We've talked about him a few times on this show. He's sixty one hundred. Uh, last week he was playing really, really well, kind of slid towards the end, but still finished T48. He's a guy that can get a ton of birdies and bunches. I've tilted him and enjoyed him many times. So, uh, if you just want to punt with Kim or Barjan, I have no problem with it at all. Otherwise get some of Jesse's guys in the middle or mine towards the top of the 6k range and you can definitely have some fun. All right. Let's recap things real quick. 10k and above. Who's your number one? John Rahm. Yeah, it's John Rom, but I'll go Tony Finau to be different. Um, nine K range. Uh, I'm gonna say Zala I'm going to go Court Connors. Uh, that guy is uh, I like a lot. Uh, eight K range. Hoot. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. So I'm I'm gonna be. I'll take I'll, I'll take Bezenhut. I won't I won't try to be cute. Uh, seventy five to seventy
1: nine. I'm gonna say Harmon,
0: Russell Knox for me, seven K to seventy four. Uh, Hayden Buckley. I we'll go Vincent Whaley. Yeah, there's a I like that range uh, I like quite Vincent a bit. Vincent Whaley as well. Yeah, I like that range quite a bit. Um, and then six
1: K. I mean, just flip a twenty-sided <laughs> coin. Um, we'll go with uh, Snedeker just at the top. I feel like it's decently safe.
0: I'll go Davis Riley. Give me all the birdies. All of the birdies. Uh, if you're starting out a cash game lineup, where are you starting? um it's tough week. it's tough but uh basically no cut event
1: this week this week would be rough i would say uh basing hoot um i think connor's is probably cash viable yep uh somebody lower down you know like Howell or maybe even chris kirk yeah i go like knox
0: connor's i guess i'll throw denny mccarthy in there but i don't feel great about it to tell you the truth but I do feel good about tournaments this week. So what are three guys you start off the tournament lineup with?
1: Uh John Rom, Patrick Cantley. <laughs> and Tim. I know. You can I'm do it. If, you, you.
0: if you're willing to punt like you could go with those two and then go down to like Hayden Buckley and some dudes down there and so that leaves you seven
1: thousand bucks if you do yeah. that. Um I don't think many people are going to do that. It gives you a hell of a lot of win equity too if yep. you go that route. Uh, you know, again, you're guaranteed three rounds out of all of these guys. So it is possible that a five or six could win. Yep. hundred percent. Um, just depending on, you know, your finishes and stuff too. And, and, how, how low your guys go on, um, uh, Sunday, but like, you know, leaving 7,000, I mean, you could really legitimately get somebody like Whaley, Sevenson, uh, maybe even Hickok in there. You still got, you know, you're going to have to dumpster dive a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but, um, that's just the way I'm thinking at this moment. I don't hate it. Like you,
0: the way I started looking at some different options. I like, I don't hate that at all. I think, um, either that or going with like, um, like power Connors Wolf, like three, nine K guys. I could see me doing some of that too. Um, some, some combination, probably at least two people from the nine and 10 K range and probably every one of my lineups. Let's put it yeah. I got, like, yeah, it's going to be like the win equity up higher, especially when we get to the, the sports book, it's pretty, pretty much the the way to go in this one so speaking of the DraftKings sports book you know john rom is five to one cantley is nine to one uh, so when you're talking win equity like jesse was talking about pretty clear cut there um most guys basically 9k and above or 28 a one or less so you're, but you get long shots here all the time so anybody that
1: stands out to you yeah i mean like zel at 45 you know yeah. i mean he could maybe he worked on a bunch of shit and is going to come out on fire. Um I think that's I don't think that's bad odds on him. Uh and then somebody like uh, Harmon at 90 seen shorter knockers. Um you know somebody like Andrew Landry you know almost win here. So Yeah, I will say like I'm not betting these guys but
0: Stroman and and more like I said rated out so well. In the, the models for 72 par 72 7200 and less, so something to keep in mind if you're looking at stuff like that. I think uh, Luke List at 65 is interesting, bezenhood at 60 are both kind of interesting longer shot options. But I think the fun in this field like your T20s and your T40s, especially T40s. On uh, you get three rounds out of these guys to try to make the cut, you could uh, even you could have some fun. And this one It is one 154 golfers this week, it's supposed to be 156, it's 154, so a packed field, packed field for sure. But if you can get some of these longer guys like Duff Daddy sixty to one or plus plus six to one to be a top twenty, that's interesting. Um, if you believe in some of these really long long name guys like Davis Riley six to one, um, I'm trying to find some more of your boys down here. You, like T Dunks, he's nine to one. If you're feeling like a, a bounce back from T Dunks, if he runs hot, which Brandon Woo's ten to one. Now we're starting to speak my language. Get get some interesting ones down here. Bar Jones twelve to one. Let's dance. No, I'm just kidding. Don't 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 do that. Maybe t forty. But uh, there's some interesting ones down here. It's it's a tough field. Long shots have done very well here. Very very well here. Like long was it longer? Thompson it was like six hundred to one. Uh, long was, was
1: yeah. so, he they, he maybe Monday qualified in the event. And I don't even know if he even had odds on him, but he was super long. I do have like a a John Rom um, NFL. Parlay, ooh, nice. uh, obviously Rahm to win, Packers money line, Tampa Bay money line, Cincinnati Bengals money line. Ooh. Ooh. You're really trying to get that plus money out there, aren't you? It's only 36, plus 36.54. So <laughs> That's it's, it. John you know, Rahm's
0: like anchoring this thing down. <laughs> 375 to 1. It's not bad. Not bad. What is it without the Bengals? We
1: got the Bengals and we're at 13.16. So <laughs> That's a big jump. 141 yeah, to bad. 1.
0: Still not bad. No, I mean
1: 141 to one is not terrible. If you just had you know take the Packers and the and the and the Bucks. I do think I like the Packers obviously they're minus yeah. two forty, but I like the Bucks myself yeah. Sunday. We'll see.
0: I'm with you. Just gotta keep Von Miller off of Tom Brady. That's the yep. biggest thing. Biggest thing That's for true. him. But um that'll wrap us up as we previewed the Amex for you. We'll have uh, I believe next weekend is the farmers, I believe. Yeah, That'd actually, be,
1: you know, a, a pretty decent tournament
0: there. Yeah, Tory is always great. Uh, yeah, it there's yeah. two courses, which kind of sucks. But the one thing big I will names. say, well, yeah, big names. One thing I will say, and it'll probably be better for Tory with that ESPN Plus. They're gonna have coverage of all three golf courses the whole time, so it'll be better this year than years past. Let's put it that way. So we'll see. That's what that's what they're claiming. We'll see if it's true. But so far, I haven't been able to sit and watch ESPN Plus. But people have said it's been awesome. So, um, have you watched it at all? Um, no. Okay. Some, uh,
1: he's yeah. been plus. Yes, I have watched it.
0: Some people say it's been great. Like they're actually getting to watch good golf. So we'll see. They're supposed to have all three courses this week with lots of lots of golf shots. They say, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But yeah, I got Tory coming up and then you have um Riviera. You're going to have uh Phoenix, then back to Pebble. We got some good golf coming up because it's the, I love the West coast. Plus it's, you know, at least I don't have to wake up and pray no one, you know, decided to pull out before I could fix my lineup. So that's always right. nice, but uh should be fun. Any final thoughts for the Amex oh, for, our, I got our one correction
1: lineup? on my, on my parlays there. I was looking at $10 instead of a dollar to win. So I said yeah. like three seventy to one, but it's actually 37 to one. If you include the Bengals, <laughs> it's 14 to one. If you don't, uh, it's because of fricking uh, John Rahm, man, he's not helping you at all. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got the best. He's got that's the true. best yes, odds of he's, all those. The, the Packers. <laughs> Probably the Packers. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, if that hit, that, you know, I don't know, be, 3071 be, doesn't, doesn't seem as good as, as what 370 to 1 was, but yeah, it's still, you gotta, it's, it's fun. Take out the zero, not be, yeah. An and then, idiot, and then so. if you get really
0: bored, go check out Euro. Euro's got some boys coming back, so maybe you can get frisky over there too. You never know. Yep. Tons of fun golf. It's golf season and uh, lots more coming up. So we'll be back with you guys each and every week to preview your PGA Tour action. But until next time, make sure you follow Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BDN Trick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. Catch you guys next
1: time.